if I can ask, Stephen, could you just sing that beautiful song again that you were just singing for us? And I will always love you. That's the kind of excellent broadcasting. Come here. Welcome to Can You Hear Me, Long Beach, a production of the High Low, the Arts and Culture section of the Long Beach Post. I'm Steve Lowry. Uh, what am I? I'm editor of the High Low. <laughs> Across from me is Asia Morris, the associate editor. Hello. And singing was Stephen Smith. Just outstanding. What a voice. Uh, as you may have guessed, this is going to be our Valentine's Day um, episode. We've got some fun things for you. Actually, some of it music-related that we're just about to get into. Uh, after that, Stephen went to an anti-Valentine's Day event. These are becoming much more popular, Asia. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, in fact, as we put together the seven, our weekly uh, roundup of what to do on the weekend, it was Valentine's Day themed, and it seemed to me there was as many anti-Valentine's as Valentine's. Probably more anti-Valentine's Day events. And why is that social scientist, Asia Morris? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a generational thing. Like, we don't feel as pressured to be married and in love, maybe. And we're just like... I, th mm. I think, you know, when I grew up, I thought that was an actual, like, holiday, like Christmas or Easter. <laughs> and I think people then find out, like, well, wait a minute. Who made this up? Yeah, and why am I buying this candy and right. these flowers when, you know, maybe I'm not going to be with this person for another week? Yeah, it makes you feel kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll, uh, Stephen's going to let us in on this little world where you could do anti-love poems and stories about bad first dates. But we begin with the Hilo Listens. You can find this on our website. Uh, it's playlist. We asked a simple question. If you were in love and wanted to make a mixtape for the object of your love, what would be the first song on that love mixtape? Then we asked... Let's say you're not in love. Let's say your heart has just been broken, stepped on, thrown under a train. <laughs> and you'd like to make a mixtape for the person who did that. <laughs> Have a listen. All right. Um, thanks for all being here. I'd love for everyone just to go around the room, say who you are, so everyone kind of can figure out voices and names. Why don't we start with... June. Mm-hmm. June Hi, is everyone. our... I am your uh, columnist for the online dating I'm Michelle Stylin, or better known as Estrogen on the internet, and I'm a, a roller skater from Long Beach. And a movie star. <laughs> I'm Tim Grobeatty, uh, writer with the Post, writer and editor with the Post. Mm -hmm. And I'm Atira West. I am the digital advertising consultant here at the Long Beach Post. Atira and I are sharing the same mic, kind of like George Harrison and Paul McCartney, so we're, uh, we're good. So we want to, so Valentine's Day is coming. Now, it's funny, when you're young, Valentine's all good. It's all good. Then life gets to you, kind of throws you around, kicks you, put in the back of a car, runs over you a few times. All of a sudden, Valentine's Day, not necessarily always your favorite day. Depends. Depends on if you're in love or if you're not. And we started thinking, I don't know if kids still do this today, but when we were kids, we made mixtapes. So we started asking people, we have a piece that'll be running Friday, where we ask, what would be the piece, what would be the, if you were making a mixtape and you were in love, what would be the number one cut? Conversely, if you were making a mixtape 
and you were not in love. Maybe someone just totally dropped you off a bridge. What would be the number one cut of that mixtape? So I think I'll start with our, our guest, the movie star, Michelle. Not a star, just the background. <laughs> no, I did the stunts. Michelle, if you're, and, and Michelle went out of her way, by the way, to tell me with glowing eyes, she is in love. I am oh, in love. Yay! Michelle's in love. So Michelle, for this person today, if you were to make the mixtape, what's your number one cut? Lovey and Russ. Oh, the, oh. the uh, Edith Piaf song. Yeah. But I like the Louis Armstrong version. Oh, but you, like when you fall in love, you just see life in pink. And <laughs> this is very it feels true. So good. It's pink clouds forever. Yeah. Never falling down. Right. That's so nice. <laughs> now, and I don't mean to throw a wet blanket on this at all. <laughs> We've all been around, right? So like every time we fall out of love, you always think, all right, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna do that again. And then it happens again. <laughs> It's a song title, isn't it? And I'll never, I'll never fall in love again. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I like that one. That's a, it's a beautiful. And if you, um, maybe on the cut, we'll have it. You've probably heard this song a million times in a million different like coffee commercials, like whenever they show people drinking coffee in Paris. Now, again, you're in love, but if you weren't, or in those times you have not been. The yeah, last like the last, like I had my heart smashed to pieces, like pieces two years ago. Oh. And I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of used to getting my heart smashed. Oh. And oh. Um, so I picked. <laughs> Always happens to the good ones. I picked, oh, fix this here. <laughs> I picked a Blackwater Holy Light um, motorcycle. It's like a really, I don't, I like when I get pissed, I'm like thrown out the bed. I'm trashing all the flowers that were drying so that I could make them into invitations for our wedding. I'm just anything <laughs> that reminds me of anything of this loser. God, I hate I'm this throwing guy. it out yeah. the window, burning it. And yeah, and I need to rage. So I'm listening to some rage music. There you go. Uh, see, and that's the thing. Like we were talking about this. There's only one kind of love song. I'm in love. You're wonderful. I love you. But there are a million kinds of breakup songs. Yeah. And Tira, by the way, is our resident DJ. She and her fiance, right? right and she writes songs. So you kind of go, go through a few of the, the types of, of um, breakup songs that people kind of would be into. Well, the one that I uh, singled out was Bush Your Windows by Jasmine Sullivan. So oh. Michelle's conversation yes. just now, the, it was just <laughs> right on point and a perfect segue. But those are the types of songs that really like get you in the in the mood and get you get you out of the, the that feeling of sulking and feeling sorry for yourself and really just wanting to just you know, just bust somebody's windows. <laughs> I don't recommend. She's the, not recommending. I'm not recommending busting any windows out of anyone's car. I'm just saying, enjoy the song and feel better about yourself afterward. Yeah, moving <laughs> that's on. That's a good one. Yeah, that's right? the thing. Like, you can have the sad sack yeah. type song, right? Yeah. But then that all, almost makes you kind of weak. Well, that's what I am. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <laughs> so what's your breakup song? <laughs> My breakup song is Nothing Compares to You. By oh, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, that's that's so such a by good Prince. By Prince. Yes, Prince. yes. That's right. And by that's Chris true. Connolly later. But uh, and then yeah, most famously by Sinead O'Connor. Because right? I've never had like a I've never had like a real hate breakup. Mm. Mine have all been kind of I like to wrap myself in a grief blanket and just <laughs> sing a pouty song or a pouty song. Yeah. Is nothing compares to you? Is that a breakup song? Yeah. Or is yeah, it a love it song? 
No, it's a breakup song. It it's been X amount of hours since she went away. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? <laughs> That's funny that you say that because my initial, when I was thinking about my love song, it mm. was Love is a Red Dress, Pulp Fiction. It's Maria McKee, and it's just so like sexy and sultry. But then I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is about a scorned lover. And so, you know, if love was a red dress. And, and so when I read the lyrics, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is a breakup song. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's weird. It felt like it could go either way. Before we came on, I checked the top 10 all-time selling love songs. And one of them was I Will Always Love You. Right. right? Mm. Yep. But I, I Will Always Love You. I say, is a breakup song, it's yes? It's definitely a breakup song, <laughs> definitely. And I hope that life treats you kindly, and I hope that you have all you dreamed of. Yeah. And I wish you joy. This person is wishing them well, at least, sending them yeah. off, but it is definitely a breakup or a separation type song. Right. That was an interesting story about that was uh, filmed, the bodyguard scene, the dancing scene, mm -hmm. where John, John Doe sang the song on that. That was filmed at Joe Jost in Long Beach. No I way. swear to God. That's why we have Timmy on. Right. right. <laughs> but you had a story about that song as yes, well. Yes, actually, that song, as most people probably know, was written by Dolly Parton. It's been enormously successful. I think it's been number one in like several different several decades. Mm -hmm. and genres and decades, yep. And people think of it as a romantic song, but in fact, Dolly Parton wrote that song for a man named Porter Wagner, who she was not in a romantic relationship with. She was in a professional uh, relationship as far as he had a TV show, very, very uh, well-known, popular country show. She, be she came on as the girl singer, but being Dolly Parton, of course, almost an instantly became a huge star and soon moved on. And he, of course, didn't want to see her go. When he, that song, she wrote to him to say, thank you for everything you've done for me, but I got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you well. Mm. Yes, that's a good. So it's another another genre of breakup songs, like you know, no, no hard feelings. Bye. Yeah, it's that it's that it's that genre of you're not economically economically feasible. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, in fact, that song does sound like a very long version of "It's Not You, It's Me." <laughs> All right, so just gotta go away. June, what was your love song? My love, well, my love song was "This Is Not a Love Song" by P.I.L. Oh. And I think it's because I, you know, I was kind of like this punk rock kid growing up here in Long Beach, right? And uh, and so everything was kind of the anti, and so it's just not in me to have a traditional love song, you know. And so you know, Johnny Lydon, you know, had that song, and it's just you know, there's a tradition of that. There's when I was a kid, there was a very well known, very popular song called uh, "I'm Not in Love." Right. By a group called 10CC, which is the same thing. It's a guy trying to convince himself right. that he's not in love. Yeah, because love guys it. are neurotic about right. that. Yeah. Because what we think is the moment we tell you we love you, it's the praying mantis thing. Then you're going to eat our head. But I think that, the, I mean, there's nothing more romantic than that. You know, it's just like, you know, the the tides, you know, and uh, what do they say? The tides and the... and the years wait for no man. It's kind of like this, you know, love happens regardless of whether you want it to happen or not. It's this, you know, and so I, I that's, that's the, the romantic in me. It's like, you don't want to be in love, but here it comes anyway, you know, and I don't know, that's always appealed to me. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. No. Timmy, what was your love song? Uh, mine was uh, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Ooh. Oh, I love Joni Mitchell. And another song that Prince covered, um, or actually he covered that. 
It's just pretty song. Yeah. yeah. You know, Adds to playlists. <laughs> <laughs> Joni Mitchell is one of those people, like I've had to introduce her to my kids. She's, she doesn't get played much. I know. No, she it's so more. strange. She's played Big Yellow Taxi over and over again. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah she's, I mean, she's one of the best songwriters ever. And Blue, I think, was her best album. It, it seems like anytime you hear a modern songwriter, man or woman, talking about their influences, she always comes up. Mm-hmm. And yet, for whatever reason, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, she's done fine for herself. But. She's, I'm not, I'm, she's I'm comfortable. Not, I'm not saying we should pass the hat. Right. <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay, Atira, you're the one. What's your love song? You Give Good Love. Oh. Whitney. <laughs> so why'd you choose that? Whitney. <laughs> I mean, Enough said. Come on. Enough said. Whitney Houston. I mean, the, the lyrics are just beautiful. Um, you know, just starting out, I found out what I've been missing, mm. always on the run, mm. you know, and that kind of speaks to even from a male or female perspective, this like idea of you're always either like running away from love or chasing love, but you're always on the run, some form or fashion in relation to love and relationships. It's true. Yeah. Now, what people should know about Atira is that she and her fiance, Renee, live for music. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how. We, we were having an art uh, exhibit opening here a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And because I'm the editor of the Hilo, I was supposed to say a few words. So I got up. Oh, this is good. And, and it's here and Renee have the music going. And it is thumping. It's great. Everyone's having a good time. And uh, I, I'm going to call up the artist to kind of, you know, talk with them just a second what we have. So I just casually turned to Renee and I said, hey, you know, Renee, just turn down the music. And Renee just kind of looks at me and nods. <laughs> and the music does not go down. And so I realized soon that Renee is not nodding to me. He is just thumping his head to the music. <laughs> so then I looked to Atira. I said, Atira, tell Renee, turn the music down. And she nods. <laughs> and the music doesn't go down. And I'm like, she's thumping. So then I finally go, Atira, the music needs to go down. And Atira looks back at me and just as calm as can be, she says, when the song is done. <laughs> That's going to be it. So just to add a little more flavor to this, this art uh, gallery exhibit was, um, it was a graffiti art exhibit that's actually still hanging up here on our wall in the high-low gallery until March 20-something, if you guys want to check it yeah. out. FYI, shout out to Asia Morris, the curator. Um, but hip-hop is inextricably tied to graffiti art, right? So we spun hip hop uh, songs all night long. Um, but that particular song, like hip hop is not necessarily like notorious for love songs, mm-hmm. but that particular song that was playing, Steve. What was it? Was You're All I Need. Oh. But the, the Method Man featuring Mary J. Blige version. So it has a sample of You're All I Need to Get By by Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. Um, but mixed and flavored up with, you know, Met the Man's hip hop um, vocals. See? And that's like one of our favorite songs. So we were definitely <laughs> like, yeah, we're definitely not like turning no kind of volume down until this song is over. Sorry. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. All right. So my love song is someone I know Tira shares love with. It was uh, By Your Side by Sade. And there's a saying in our house. No one <laughs> is above Sade. No, no one. one. I love that song. There's a, there's a, to me, the, the great thing about a song is not the totality of it. There's just these little moments, you know? Like there's little moments in movies or books, just a little thing. And 
there's just this line where she goes, you think I'd, I'd leave it when you're down on your knees. And then she just says in just the sweetest little voice, I wouldn't do that. And it just, <laughs> every time it does, it gets me right here. I just like, I'll be driving and burst out into tears and yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Sade is the goddess. Oh, I love Sade. You know, we had the conductor of the Long Beach Symphony here. And we're talking Beethoven and Bach and all that. And I said, yeah, so when you're at home, who do you listen to? And he looked at me and said, Sade. Uh, hell yeah, he listens to Shadow. Who doesn't listen? Who doesn't? Okay, so I have a question because maybe there's something lacking in me. It no. is the most common thing in the world, and this goes back to old movies. The guy gets the girl up in the apartment, he says, Let me put on some nice music. And he puts on some nice music, and the woman who's kind of just like, uh, all of a sudden Frank Sinatra starts singing, and all of a sudden she's totally in the mood. <laughs> I'm just gonna admit something to you and to our 12 people listening. <laughs> I, I don't think I have ever I don't think I, I will say this Music will make me angry Music will make me very angry Music will make me kind of happy at times too But I'm not saying that I haven't been in the mood And the music has helped in that environment But it has never put me in the mood <laughs> Alright, so I want to go around June, does that ever happen for you? That the music, you're like, oh yeah no, I, 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 and listen, and I, I have like a whole playlist for the gym. And so, you know, I definitely are for cleaning or for cooking even, but I have to admit that, no, I am not, I, I do not get down with some, with some music. I just don't, I don't, I never have. Michelle? Oh, she, she, Michelle looked like, like worried. It was coming around her. <laughs> well, I feel my, like Michelle's gotten duped. I feel like somebody got her with the with the L playlist. <laughs> no. Well, I just learned how to salsa dance. Um, oh, okay. so my partner's oh, yeah. from Puerto Rico. Oh, oh my fiance is from Puerto Rico really? too. Well, his family is. He's second generation, but 100 percent puro Puerto Rican. Oh. Yeah, I was. Tienen uh, hermanos? Uh, <laughs> do they have brothers? Here, right? Do they have brothers? And <laughs> when <laughs> Oh, And when it's yeah, when it's time to clean. He, I guess he was clean. He used to clean with his mom and dance salsa yeah. when they oh, were cleaning. Nice. So he'll always put salsa music on when it's time to clean. And so it's two know, people like to clean. Music makes them. Oh yeah, clean yes. oh, I do. Look yeah, yeah. Music yeah. Music yeah. clean. I have to. But when you move your hips, yes. Like if you're moving your hips, I don't know. That'll turn me on. Oh. If I start to move my hips, music yeah. will make me move my hips, and then I'll get turned on. Okay. All right, that's good to know. <laughs> Timmy, I'm almost... I got, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I put Los Lobos on, and it makes me want to make chili. Okay, there you go. Um, that's, that's, that's it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, right. It is weird how music, it isn't necessarily on the nose. Like, I will never forget. And this is going to, it's going to sound morbid at first, but everything worked out okay. My mother, who's now 88 and a wonderful woman, a few years ago, she's a dancer. And she was dancing and she fell and she hit her head. We get a call at my house that mom is somewhere and might be going in for brain surgery. You got to get down there. We get in a car, my, my, my son and I, and we start driving towards the hospital. At this moment, we don't know when we get there what the situations could be. It could be really bad. It's really quiet in the car. And I just tell my son, put, some, put something on. And at first he puts on this song that's kind of like, uh, I'm like, uh, I don't want to hear that. Right. Then he puts on... ACDC's Highway to Hell. There you go. It was perfect. <laughs> because it, it was something about that song, which yeah. is, is kind of empowering. Yeah. And, I'm not, and, and all of a sudden, that was the right song to find out whether my mom's brain still worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out, Mom. Anyway. Makes sense. Yeah, right? 
Well, think about how important music is in film, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like you could be watching a, a, a clip and they put a certain song and all of a sudden you're just like right there with it, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I Music definitely plays a role, but I guess I never really thought about, you know, the love role, you know? Definitely the, the sad, you know, the, yeah. the breakups and, you, you know, you listen to that. But Speaking of uh, beautiful songs and lyrics, you got something you just shared with me before we went on that struck me as like a country lyric. Can you share that with everyone? Oh, what the, you... the message I yeah, got? Yeah, so this is from a potential suitor? Yes. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on these dating sites yeah. and, um, and this guy sends me a message and he says, you're prettier than a beer truck pulling up into the driveway. Wow. Yeah. Get your hands on Junior yeah. Said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. That's all very beautiful. Uh, any big plans for Valentine's? Uh, yeah, do something. It's uh, my wife's birthday is on the 16th. Oh. So it's one of those things where I get to kind of combo it up a little Lucky. bit. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I'm in a weird spot. I'm going on a third date. With someone on Valentine's oh, Day. You oh, are. man, that's going to cost you. Something. What do you do? Number three is expensive. We're actually going to go yeah. see a, a very uh, a movie I've always wanted to see called um, "Call Me by Your Name," which oh. which came out years ago, but they're showing it on Valentine's Day because it's a very romantic movie. So that's nice. Okay, so here's a big question: Do do I get her something? Oh God, yes. 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 Really? Absolutely. Yes. Third, third yes. date's like it the golden anniversary. That's why Flowers. she even said yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, because she probably wants to celebrate Valentine's Day. Okay. Right. So. You can put some Sinatra on when you get home. Okay. Are you sure she's that girl, though? Like, are you, is this your third date that just happened to fall on Valentine's Day, or is it specifically because of Valentine's no, Day? No, just happened to fall on mm -hmm. Valentine's no, Day. No, I yeah. disagree. There is no just happened yeah. to fall on Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, well, you not. know what? I, I don't know. So, like Steve mentioned, mm -hmm. I am betrothed. <laughs> And we're, uh, our wedding day is on March 29th, and we're both from out of um, town. We're both actually from the East Coast. It's so. February 29th. Did I say March? Yes. I'm just ready to be on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Dominican Republic the first week of March, so I'm ready to get out of here. So February 29th. Okay. So that uh, will be three weeks from this upcoming Saturday. Okay. So this Friday, because we have people coming in pretty soon that following week, this, yeah. this weekend is really our only like free time weekend left. So we are actually doing our like bachelor and bachelorette oh. weekends on the weekend of Valentine's Day. And we right. didn't even think about it. We didn't even right. realize it because we don't, nor have we ever actually celebrated Valentine's Day. Oh. It's just not, it's just not something that we've ever done. Right. I, I've, I mean, in high school, and you know my my first couple of like serious relationships um, in my like early twenties. Yeah, they they bought me like these huge overstuffed animals that I didn't know what to do with, so it just <laughs> sat in the corner or you know like things that I really didn't necessarily want or need and didn't have any emotional connection right. to me. So, you know, Renee is the type of guy, shout out DJ Cream Smooth, by the way. <laughs> Renee is the type of guy that will, I'll come home on a Wednesday after work and there'll be flowers waiting for me on the bed for absolutely no reason. Aww. And th those are the moments that oh, I care. Sure. That's, that's, that's what, to me, matters most. Right. Showing the love that you have for someone on uh, any day just because, not because somebody's telling you to, especially for commercial reasons. Right. So, yeah, we will be um, getting probably stupid, both of us separately, <laughs> on Valentine's Day and weekend. <laughs> you're getting married Here's on love. February 29th? Yes. So you're oh, going to have, like, 
It's so leap day, have isn't it? A, we yeah, will have an anniversary, anniversary is gonna be like every four years. Because oh, once again, we're just not into it. It's not just Valentine's Day. We don't exchange gifts for Christmas. Mm. We don't. We're not really into birthdays and things like that. So every it's more four about years, the every day. it's more about the. Every, yeah. It's all about the everyday. Oh. But wouldn't you that should be a song? (laughs) Wouldn't you say though that 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 since yours isn't an established love, there's going to be some expectations. I mean, that's just how it is in the Mm -hmm. beginning. So I think it's a tactical error you made getting involved this close to Valentine's Day. You just let that part slide. (laughs) I swear to God, when I found out this thing was playing one day only, I was I said, "Hey, would you like to do this Friday?" She's like, "Yeah," and then I realized, "Oh my God, that's Valentine's Day." Oh no, I should. Oh man. <laughs> the fragment. Oh God, is she listening to this? Yeah. I can yeah, have yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, well, well, thanks guys for ruining my relationship. Yeah. Really, yeah. really appreciate <laughs> it. Happy to help. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. Day. Happy Valentine's. Uh, Steven, what would be your breakup song? I, as as many breakups as I've been through, <laughs> I don't know if I have one, Steve. <laughs> Too many to count. Uh, you were just somewhere over the weekend where breakups were, uh, I would imagine, a big uh, topic of conversation. Yeah, I was at the anti-Valentine's Day open mic. Uh, this is one of a growing number of events we see now every Valentine's that are anti-Valentine's. This one's so much... That if you were single, you got in free. If you were a happy, loving couple, cost you five dollars. Very nice. Um, who are we going to be listening to? Me. <laughs> uh, and Micah Borne. <laughs> did you have a good time? I did. All right, let's hear. So Valentine's Day is coming up. You're single and you don't know what to do. Well, Micah Borne decided that he wasn't just going to mope around while the rest of the world celebrated their relationships. Four years ago, Valentine's Day is coming up and and nobody had girlfriends. (laughs) And we was like, man, you know, let's do something just for like, I know it's called anti-Valentine's Day, but it's really not like I'm I'm the biggest romantic in the world. But it was just more of a fun thing to do for folks who was just, you know, feeling lonely or bummed out that they didn't have a romantic partner on Valentine's Day. And so it began the annual anti-Valentine's Day open mic. This year, it's fourth iteration. People showed up, and the rules were pretty simple. Um, so you get four minutes. I want you to use that however you would like. Uh, if you want to pour out your heart and tell the story <laughs> and drag your ex, please do. Um, and if you go over four minutes, you're going to get gonked. <laughs> <laughs> If you were single, you got in for free. And if you weren't, well. Somebody got to pay for the ice cream. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So one of the first people to go up. Hi, my name is Matthew Feinstein. Like most of the other participants, he was a poet. Um, Particularly reading um, a poem that is the only relatively lovey poem that I have um, regarding, because I'm on the spectrum. I I have autism, ASD. And so uh, it's a poem about that. And this is where I started learning about some of the strange things that people do in response to poetry readings. For example, If you and I exchanged how our neurons fire, you'd understand why I shake my leg through two-hour movies, why girls puzzle me, Mm. why there's never... I've read this poem quite a bit, like at open mics, and I get a lot of, hmm, 
And that actually is like like one of like the poetry etiquettes that I've noticed, like just in regards to like just anywhere. Mm. Like it's just like an, an audible like I I resonate with this or like I like I don't know it like it emotionally like impacts you. It like it stabs you in the chest, but in a good way. And then another strange thing happened in the next poetry reading. This is Chelsea Bergen. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it thirsty. And you know he's not thirsty for you, but is there uh, a... The poem that I read tonight was one that I'd written sitting in my car, which I had paid $10 to park, and I was really stressed out about it. And um, I was thinking about all of these sort of things that were going on in my life that... Um, Felt really shitty that I wasn't really dealing with. So he broke your heart, but you still fucked him twice and broke homes for somebody that doesn't want you. Chelsea kind of choked up for a minute, and um, you could see the emotion on her face as she was trying to get to the next line. Thankfully, uh, Micah came up to explain. What just happened seemed kind of culty. <laughs> but in uh, poetry uh, culture, uh, when someone is struggling to remember or has a moment and doesn't know the lyric, uh, you rub your hands together. It's supposed to be a soothing sound. It does not help me. <laughs> Even though the event was sort of petty and funny, many of the poets had come to share a really deep and vulnerable part of themselves. Here's one poet that shared a piece both in Spanish and English. I'm Rebecca Iraeta, and my the poem the poem title is Te Diré. Okay, and what does that mean in English? Oh, I will tell you. I will tell you that I hate you for the spaces that you have taken. I will tell you that I hate you for your hugs. I'll tell you that I hate you for the time. So I basically, I lived in El Salvador for two and a half months. And I, I lived with a host family in like the countryside of um, El Salvador. And I don't know, he, he was like one of my friends that I like kind of like and stuff. It's like really complicated. I will tell you that I hate you for the instances that you made me feel like we were friends. It feels like a little bit being naked, you know, but I guess like if the person was there that the poem was about, it would be like, feel like I was more naked, but I feel the vulnerability is like a little intimidating, but you get used to it the more you do it. And um, it, it's very, it's very nice actually to have some people hear you out about your feelings, you know. And then there was this last poet that I wanted to share with you. His name is Mark Sid. And I wanted to show it because, well, just listen. A welcome and very important and entirely unique response to female poets by a male admirer, audience member that they have never heard before, surely. First of all, I have to say that your poetry is absolutely divine. Second only to your beauty in its beauty. Uh, there's always a guy like that. So, like, you know, that, that poem's a persona poem. I'm, I'm not like that. But there's always at least one dude like that. And I, I know I have so many uh, female friends and acquaintances and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, and all of them have a story about some dude that walks up to them after they perform or after they feature. And he's basically in full, like, white night mode. You need to know this. And you need to know this. <laughs> and I am here to help because I care. <laughs> 
So I thought, oh, what if I did that in front of people? So, you know, it, the catharsis for, you know, a lot of women and girls to see a man like go up and do it in like the most, you know, bald faced way possible and yet be act completely unaware of it because that's how those dudes actually are, more or less. I know you don't know that yet. <laughs> and considering that it was pretty much a giant group of singles, I didn't see anybody try to make a fool of themselves hitting on anybody after that, even as they were digging into gallons of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Uh, well, you know, you got to eat your feelings, you know? <laughs> a lot of people, when they are fresh off a breakup or feeling lonely, you go get yourself a pint of Ben and Jerry's and just go to town. So that's from the beginning, I was like, if we're going to do an anti-Valentine's Day open mic, we have to have ice cream. As everyone was stuffing their faces with pints of half-baked, everyone just seemed to be having a good time, not worrying about relationships or lack thereof. And yeah. I don't know. You know, I think, I think our culture um, just hyper-focuses on romantic relationships. And again, I love love. I never get tired of hearing stories, whether they're good love stories or breakups, whatever. Um, but just... I guess the aim of tonight was like breaking those cultural norms of feeling like you have to have somebody like, you know what? You don't. And if you do, that's beautiful. And if you don't, life is still beautiful and you can have joy in other ways. And there's still community and you can still experience love in your life. Even if you don't have romance, you can still experience community and intimacy and friendship, even if you don't have romance. And uh, so that's what it was about. Instead of just sitting around moping on Valentine's Day, um, let's just have fun. You think you've avoided this. What is your love song, Asia? Okay. Uh, it's called Work by Charlotte Day Wilson. And what's that about? Um, it, it's just about thinking that it can work with someone, but knowing that it might take some work to make it work. It's a very realistic approach to the beginning of a yeah. any kind of a re relationship, I think. It makes me tired. <laughs> Set <Work>. of relationships. <laughs> I mean, that's what they become eventually. <laughs> Breakup song? Uh, Since I Left You by The Avalanches. Ooh, wow, that's a great name for a band. But what, <laughs> what is that about? Um, it's like the celebration of sort of like not like the relief of not being with that person anymore. Yes, and yeah, I like that. The lyrics, uh, what do they, they go? I since I left you, I found the world so new. Oh, and you're just see? set free. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's very nice. Can you hear me? Long Beach is a production of the Long Beach Post. Publisher is David Summers. Get well, David. Actually, he's feeling better. But David was under the weather this David week. David seemed fine today. Yes, yes, he's okay. Uh, managing editor is Melissa Evans, who's getting ready to ask some questions of some politicians. Um, Get it, Melissa. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody, especially the people who helped us out on the podcast today. Um, and, of course, thanks to the Mountain Goats for their song, Paid in Cocaine, and the people at Merge Records for letting us play it. Uh, please listen wherever you do listen. And if you'd like, subscribe. If you like what we're doing here at the Long Beach Post, you can always help out, you know, with kind words, maybe a nice thought, or maybe some cash, whatever you want to do. <laughs> There's uh, avenues for doing all that. Asia, what are you doing for Valentine's? I don't know yet. Awesome. Stephen, would you like to give us, uh, sing us out one more time? No. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Happy Valentine's. Mm -hmm. Yeah? No? Yeah? Good.